go back to the food. What do you get? Get the real food, get the real deal, get the best quality you can find, grow it yourself, get it from your neighbor, get it from a co-op, right? Be, belong to a, a CSA, find a farmer that you trust, right? And get in the kitchen and just do these traditional cooking techniques. That's what we call them, right? Welcome to the Drew Perlman Show. Think of this podcast as the antidote to the fear, the noise, and the talking heads in the news. The show features an entertaining blend of ancient wisdom, empowering ideas, and cutting-edge, healthy living science to optimize your health and your life. All right, let's dive in and get started. Today's guest on the show is Monica Carrado. Monica is a teaching chef certified nutrition consultant and certified GAPS practitioner who is passionate about illuminating the connection between food and well-being. A member of the honorary board of the Weston A. Price Foundation for more than 20 years, Monica is a dynamic teacher, speaker, consultant, and author who lives to share the tools, knowledge, and inspiration to cook nourishing traditional food And she is also the author of the great book, The Complete Cooking Techniques for the GAPS Diet, published by Celine River Press. Monica, welcome to the show. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. See, I've experienced Monica's cooking techniques and books firsthand um, by doing the GAPS program myself. So Monica is a fabulous, fabulous teacher writer and all that good stuff. So it's a, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you. Yeah. Great. So Monica, I I know you said you've been, you've been teaching food as medicine for 18 years. How did you sort of get into that path? Wow. Okay. We'll dive right in. Um, (laughs) I was living in an ashram. Yes. In Washington, DC. And we were all about sustainable. I learned there about sustainable farming Actually, I went vegetarian and, uh, and then I got, then it blew out my knees. I blew out my knees. It was a yoga ashram. So we ate vegetarian. We ate very well. We weren't eating, you know, pardon me, crappy soy processed garbage, but I was not eating enough of these amazingly important collagen rich stocks, broths, right? Things you can only Mm. get from animals. I wasn't having a lot of fermented foods for that fabulous vitamin C. And so my knees blew out one day and I was told by a very uh, intelligent, incredible chiropractor um, that if I didn't start eating meat, I wasn't going to be able to walk. And so I went on a path of trying to find the most sustainably farmed, uh, cleanest, um, ethical, if you will, um, ethically raised food. And that led me to Joel Salatin at Polyface Farm, who's a dear friend at this point. Um, and it also led me to biodynamic farming and it led me to raw milk. And so I've been a part of the raw milk movement with the Weston A. Price real, uh, campaign for real milk for years and years Um, And so that was the beginning. I said, if I need to eat meat to be well, if I need to eat animal products in order to do my work in the world, which is what I'm here for, um, let me get the best quality that I can find and let me connect with farmers and let me connect and see the animals and let me go to the farms. 
And I have to say that first bite of steak from Polyface Farm after two and a half years of vegetarianism, um, you know, we all say bless the food, it matters. And Dr. Natasha says the same, right? The mealtime ritual where you give, you give thanks. And I have to tell you, I was blessed by the meat. Mm. So from that moment on, so that was the beginning of me. Um, I, I had an, I started at that point an organic and biodynamic catering company called the Basic Feast based out of Washington, DC. This was 21, 22 years ago, long time ago uh, when I was just trying to get real food, get people to know that organic didn't mean brown rice and tofu. It actually, that's where we were 20 years ago. That's all they thought. Oh, organic must be brown rice and tofu. And uh, yeah, no, I had to teach people that organic is how you, and even better than organic, right? Joel Salatin calls his stuff beyond organic because he's not going to play the game of all the certifications and things like that. But, you know, how do you steward the earth? How do you let the animals be who they are out there on pasture? You know, how do you uh, harvest them with reverence and gratitude? How do you cook them with gratitude? All of those things. So, yes, that was the beginning. Absolutely. So the beginning was a heart was a health problem. That was the beginning. Right. My health went downhill. Yeah. And uh, that led me there. And I, I think many, many people it happens for many people. Something happens and then they say, oh, my goodness, maybe what I eat matters. So, so Monica, as you changed your diet, did you, do you, you felt your health imp improve kind of immediately or did it take some time or how, did it turn around for you sort of health wise? Was it a gradual? Well, we were now rebuilding, right? We're now rebuilding a collagen deficit for two and a half or years or more. So yeah, it took a little bit of time, but, um, I regained my strength. Um, I was able to, um, you know, my adrenals got really uh, nourished with real food. And um, was it immediate? No, it wasn't immediate. It was, you know, it was over months, really. But um, again, the um, it sort of came out of the blue, if you will. I was in the middle of a yoga pose and boom, <laughs> my knees gave out. Oh. And then I was, you know, I was in a lot of pain. And I was like, what happened? Well, your, your knees are joints, right, with cartilage. And uh, animal foods, as we know, are builders. So you need to eat them in order to be well. So it took me a while, but you know, it really was a wonderful thing to be told, listen, you have a choice here. You can either, you know, bless the animals and and say that, you know, you don't need them, which you do, or you can bless this animal, you know, humans are mammals, sorry to say, <laughs> but we are. What does this mammal need to eat to be well? So mm. anyway, it took a while. It didn't take a long while, but you know, again, I wasn't a vegetarian for 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. It was two and a half years. It took me a while to get back on, but not too long. Okay. Okay. And so, and so in the book that you've written, um, you, you know, you, you focus a lot on the meat stocks and the bone broths and the culturing dairy. And, you know, so this is like, these are ancient forms of, of cooking. Why do you think, Monica, they're so powerful, these ancient forms of cooking that are, you know, that have been going on for such a long time? Well, you know, the funny thing is these are the foods that our, you know, ancestors, our grandparents, our great grandparents, our great, great, great grandparents. I mean, keep going back, right? These are the foods that they were eating. Why did they eat them? Because, I mean, why would you make, why would you put a chicken in a pot with water? Because it was easy. It was easy to do. <laughs> right? 
And then why would you take those bones later on and make a broth out of them? Because you're trying to glean the last bits of goodness, right? Right? You couldn't just go off to a supermarket where, as you know, Dr. Natasha says, don't try to find any food there. Pardon me. But they couldn't just go off to a supermarket, right? They gleaned, right? They gleaned the last bits. That's where bone broth came from. They didn't know it was so good for them. We do because we get to test it, right? And we get to see, oh, they were really healthy. Oh, we're not so healthy on the standard American diet. Oh, if we add these things in, we get healthy, right? The other thing is culturing dairy. Why did they culture dairy? Because dairy went sour. Why? Because it was raw. It was real. That's what happened. And then you ate it. They didn't know it was full of enzymes and great lactobacilli and good bacteria, all these good things. They didn't know. It's just how you, that's what happened to dairy. You still ate it. Why? Because dairy was such a gift. I mean, again, we have such a plethora of stuff. We have every, right? But if you could only get dairy from the cow, right? From the neighbor next door, you know, you weren't going to throw that cream out when it's soured. You're going to use it for sure. So, right? And then lacto-fermentation. Why? Why lacto-fermentation? All of these, well, lacto-fermentation and culturing dairy are traditional food preservation techniques. Throw a little salt on some vegetables, it preserves them. They don't rot. That's why lacto-fermentation started, right? So they were just doing what they could do to survive. And now we've been able to say, oh, but look what happens when you eat fermented foods. You do wonderful things for your quote unquote, now we call it a microbiome, right? They didn't call it a microbiome. They said, oh, I feel better. I digest well, I'm regular, I stay healthy. My immune system is really strong. Wow, okay. But, you know, as I said, these are, this is the way that they always ate. So, you know, no processed foods. Go back to the food. What do you, get, get the real food, get the real deal. Get the best quality you can find, grow it yourself, get it from your neighbor, get it from a co-op, right? Be, belong to a, a CSA, find a farmer that you trust, right? And get in the kitchen and just do these traditional cooking techniques. That's what we call them, right? I, I call them that because as you know, as you said in the beginning, I've been with the Weston A. Price Foundation for a very long time. That's Weston A. Price for anybody who's looking it up, <laughs> W-E-S-T-O-N. Um, Anyway, and those are traditional cooking techniques. And then when I found the GAPS diet, oh my goodness, Dr. Natasha has taken all these traditional cooking techniques and like made them even made them what I call therapeutic. Now they're therapeutic grade. Now they're, if you want to heal, you do it this way. Just a little bit of tweaking, but important tweaking off of what's taught um, in Western Price or otherwise known as the nourishing traditions. Uh, diet from Sally Fallon. Now Sally Fallon Morrell. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How did you so so right now your your cookbook is the is the official book for Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride's training program for for GAPS practitioners. And you know, we've had Dr. Natasha on the show. Yes. How did Yay! how did you um how did you get connected with Dr. Natasha? Oh my goodness. So Sally Fallon Morrell. Sally Fallon, president of the Weston A. Price Foundation, hosted, invited Dr. Natasha to speak. I think this was one of the first, if not the first time, it might have been one of the first times that she spoke about the GAPS diet at a Wise Traditions Conference, an annual Wise Traditions Conference. It was held in Chantilly, Virginia. 
And um, it was it was billeted under children's health. And at the time, I was doing a lot of nutrition work with moms, with children, with autism, with ADD, ADHD. Asperger's was a big thing back then. Um, you know, kids that had lots of allergies. And I thought, I got to go. So this, I went to that. I, I just, how did I meet Dr. Natasha? I sat in the back of a room with 300 plus other people, listened to her give the talk. That's one of her first talks to the U.S., right? To Americans who have lots of sick children for lots of reasons, right? And I just wept. I literally sat in the back. I went, oh my God, this is the answer. This woman has the answer, right? She took the SCD, as you know, the specific carbohydrate diet, and she, I don't want to say put it on steroids, but she put it on steroids. That's a joke for everybody because of course she did not, but she, she, she souped it up, if you will. That's, that is a good one because it has meat stock in it. <laughs> she, she took SCD as a foundation and she added lacto-fermented food. She added, you know, different cultured dairy. She added meat stock. Um, she added, how do you work with nuts and seeds to heal her own son, right? So I sat in the back. I had been studying this for a long time. I studied the SCD. I studied the BED, body ecology diet. I studied gluten-free, casein-free. Remember that one? That's still around. It's still not going to help anybody heal, right? You can't heal by just taking out injury, pre preventing injury. So Anyway, that's that's how I met Dr. Natasha. I, I just remember sitting in the back of the room and weeping for the whole three-hour talk and just thinking, oh my God, this woman's got it. This is the answer. It's all the missing pieces. Mm. And so after that, uh, you know, I went on my merry way. I was teaching traditional food cooking classes all over the DC metro area, Alexandria, Arlington, you know, Tacoma Park, Silver Spring, whatever, DC itself, et cetera, et cetera. And I was teaching out of nourishing traditions, which was uh, Sally Fallon, which is Sally Fallon's cookbook, groundbreaking cookbook. And I had some students come up to me at the time and say, hey, Monica, you know, you teach nourishing traditions. Can you teach gaps? And I thought, yeah, why not? I could teach gaps. So I had the book. I read it again and again. I developed the first gaps cooking classes and I started teaching gaps. And so now I'm teaching the classes that I you know, I took the book and, you know, the book, mm. you read it again and again, every time you read it, you get more right gut and psychology syndrome for those that are listening. Um, and so I developed the cooking classes. I started teaching the cooking classes and then I found out, I realized, I don't know if you remember this, but way back when there was no Facebook, <laughs> there was no Facebook, there was no Instagram. There were Yahoo groups. I don't know if you remember Yahoo mm. groups and list serves, right? List serves. They're still around, but they're archaic at this point. And I was on some list serves about, you know, kids and health, mo moms with autistic children. And I started seeing this pattern of moms who were trying to use the GAPS diet, but they were, but I kept seeing this thing of, I can't buy enough bones. That's the first clue. And then it was, I can't get my child to drink this stock this, the stock, I can't, they don't want to drink it. I'm like, Hmm. So I started looking in like, what's going on. These moms were doing, I, I, I don't mean any disrespect. They were doing the best they could, but they were doing gaps all wrong. Meaning they were doing bone broth. They were trying to give bone broth to children on the autism spectrum. So bone broth, as we know, 
has an excitotoxin in it, which means it works on your frontal lobe uh, called glutamic acid, very high bone broth. And these kids were trying to protect themselves. I don't want this stuff, mom, don't give it to me. Because when they had a lot of bone broth, they would have, their symptoms would increase, right? They would stim more. They're, some of them, uh, bone broth can trigger seizures if you are prone to seizures. And so I saw this and I, I said, we got to do something about this. And at that point, I said, I'm going to write a book. I got to write a book. People don't know what they're doing. Again, it's fine. They're all doing the best they could. They don't know what they're doing with gaps. I need to write the book. And that's why I published Meat Stock and Bone Broth first as a, a PDF, as a, as a spiral edition, just to get it out there. I said to my publisher, at Celine River Press, I said, listen, we got to do this fast. We don't have time for me to write a whole book right now. People are giving their kids bone broth. There is no bone broth on the intro diet. There is no bone broth on the full gaps diet until after you have healed and sealed with several months to a year or more of meat stock. And people don't know what they're doing. And kids, everybody's sick. Mm. You know, they don't do it. So that was the beginning of the book. It's, it's so funny because... Monica, when I interviewed, I was telling you, I interviewed Dr. Natasha and I was at her farm in yes. 2019. Yes, and, and, you lucky and, duck. Well, and one of the questions I kept asking her about the bone broth, and it's so funny because I read the book and she's like, no, 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 meat stock. And, um, but it's funny how like you sort of see things as you, as you see them, but, but, but that's such a crucial difference between meat stock and bone broth. Well, it is crucial. And you know why the problem happened? Mm. I mean, I have my theory and I think it's right. Mm. Many, many people that started GAP started making stock out of Sally Fallon's Nourishing Traditions book, but her stock is actually bone ah. broth. And so when they read the, the yellow book, Gut and Psychology, they saw, oh, make meat stock. And all they saw was stock. And they thought, I know how to do that. Right. And off they went. Right off to the races. And literally <laughs> I've been working since 2015 to try and get people to understand the difference in the U S between meat stock and bone broth. That is why I wrote the book. That's why I published the book. And I tell you, I'm so thrilled that as people are starting to understand it's meat stock. It really means that, you know, the word's getting out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Monica, you focused a lot of your work, I, I guess, primarily on the gut brain connection and you're you're considered an authority on cooking for leaky gut and 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 the meat stock. Um, why is healing the gut so foundational as you found for for overall health? Wow, yeah. Well, you know, so as I said, I came to this because I was looking at the connection between the brain and the gut. Like why are these children why are their brains not functioning? Right? Why are why, are, why do they have all of these brain function disorders? So I came at it that way first. But what we've learned along the way, and of course, we see now Dr. Natasha's next book, number four, there's two more in between, the first one, Gut and Psychology, and the latest one, Gut and Physiology, is that so much is connected to gut health. So many things are connected to gut health. So yeah, we know that... Um, you know, uh, arthritis is connected to gut health. Diabetes is connected to gut health. Depression is connected. You know, all of the learning disorders, all of the joint disorders, all of the blood sugar disorders, or the hormonal disorders. I mean, all of them can be traced to a leaky gut. And 
not only a leaky gut, but the other piece that we have to remember to bring so people see it right alongside is the uh, what is the balance of the flora inside. So it's not just the fact that you have increased intestinal permeability, which is allowing for right? All this stuff to leak into the bloodstream that should never be there. Toxins and large molecules and, you know, micro pathogenic microbes, all sorts of things. But, but also the fact that most Americans are eating a lot of sugar, sugar and processed foods. And these things really feed pathogenic microbes. Mm -hmm. And that's the other part of this story. It's not, we do have to heal and seal, but we also have to rebuild the gut flora, starve out those pathogenic bacteria that, you know, eat sugar, that love pizza and bagels and bread and bread and bread. Did I say bread <laughs> and cookies and, you know, and pretzels and, you know, processed garbage. They love it. Not to mention sugar, just let's just say cane sugar. But, you know, uh, we really have to focus on that other piece. That's the other piece of the story. So very important to rebuild that microbiome. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, for, for people listening to this and, and considering maybe adopting this, you know, a lot of people will say, you know, but this, but Monica, this is a lot of work. You know, this takes so much time. Mm. You know, what, what would you tell someone who's like, look, looking at all the, these, this idea of making meat stock and culturing food and getting into the kitchen, what, what might you tell them? I would tell them a couple of things. One thing is start somewhere. Start somewhere. The body is incredibly resilient. Uh, my job is uh, that I've seen along the way is to make this easy. That's my job. That's my work. That's what I like to do. So when I meet with people one-on-one, -on -one, we'll talk about what can you do? Like I encourage people, what could you do? How much time do you have? What are you willing to do? Pick one thing. So what's an easy way to start the diet? Stop eating all the crap. Pardon my language. I mean, mm. right? That's, that's one way to start. Stop eating all the processed food. Boom. Okay. Do that for six months. Just start there. Right? And then the next thing is, how about you have a crock pot? Make meat stock once or twice a week. Put a chicken in the pot. Put water in there. A couple of vegetables you love that, is not, that are not starchy and fibrous. And drink some stock. You know, that's where you start. And then pick one thing. Pick one thing. Like make, learn how to make yogurt. Okay. So it, it does not, you know, there are some people that really are, sadly, they are terribly sick, terribly sick with, you know, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease and some of those really tough things. Yeah. But a lot of people are not that sick. So when the people are really that sick, we need to have them really do it. Like just buckle down and do it. It's worth it. I did what's called now no plant gaps with a client recently this past year. She had been suffering from symptomatic ulcerative colitis for all of her life. We're talking 20 years, 20 years of symptomatic, tried everything, every single thing except gaps. And she said, I'm going to try it. I want to try it with you. We did no plants for three months. Her symptoms are gone, like gone. So when you really have some very troublesome things, yes, uh, very important to buckle down, just do it. Just, just figure out, take some time off, <laughs> get in the kitchen, right? But, but there's a lot of people who can do things along the way to get results and then they start feeling better. You take out all that garbage food, 
all of a sudden you have more energy. Really? Wow. This is cool. Right. Or their allergies go down, you know, right. So maybe they start making meat stock once or twice a week. Doesn't take any time, no time, put it all in the pot, turn it on, come home and eat done. I mean, (laughs) that makes your life easy. No. Mm -hmm. And then just try one thing at a time. So Yeah. You know, a lot of people say to me, gaps is too hard. And I say, "Mm, it really isn't too hard. If you know, you know, where to start. And if you know to start with just one thing at a time, pick one thing, you'll see results. It'll give you some heart and then you'll keep going. That's great. I mean, that's so huge because I think, yeah, making it doable. um, And that's such great advice that you just, you just gave for people. Um, So, so Monica, beyond being in the kitchen, I know you're in the kitchen a lot, cooking food. What are some other healing practices that you have in your life? Uh, well, <clears throat> yoga, meditation, and I have my team of healers, right? So I go for regular chiropractic and I go for regular acupuncture and I go for regular, Dr. Tasha says it all the time, get out in nature. There's your biggest <laughs> healer right there. Get outside, take a hike, breathe some air. I mean, that is part of the GAPS diet. People don't really realize that piece of sunlight, no matter where you live, to get out in the sun and breathe air and take your shoes and socks off and walk around in the dirt, right? Totally, totally. Yeah, so those are some of the things. You know, I also try to get, you know, eight eight hours of sleep a night or more if I can, only because I'm pedal to the metal all the time, you know. So try to do some supportive things. Uh, drink good water, yeah. Have good salt in my life for minerals. Yeah. Drink my own uh, meat stock. I'm still drinking this stuff. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I want to keep having beautiful skin, beautiful hair and health. Good health, right? That's great. Um, Absolutely. So um, Monica, in your eyes, what does it mean to be human in 2021? My goodness, that's a curveball for you. Uh, What does it mean to be human in 2021? I don't know. What does it mean to be human anytime? Right? What does it mean to be human in 2021? Are you talking about humanity like heart? Or are you talking about human like a body? I mean, which way do you want me to go on this thing? You know, what does it mean maybe to be a member of the human race in 2021? Ah, well, that's good. Uh, to be a member of the human race. Mm. So the first thing I'm going to say is that it's that you cannot pour from an empty bucket. One cannot pour from an empty bucket. So Take care of your own health. Take care of your own emotional health. Take care of your own mental health. Really, take care of you. And then you will have the resources to extend and take care of others. Right? That's the first, that's really the first thing. I can't, you know, I can't, I can't pour from an empty bucket. I'm actually taking a couple of days off this week. Because I need to recharge so that I can give to others, mm. right? So that's that's the best, uh, you know. And then, of course, I love the old adage of love thy neighbor as thyself. But one has to love thyself first. Mm. No one gets that part. <laughs> we don't. Amen. We skip right over it, just like we skipped meat in the stock, right? You have to, if I can't pour from an empty bucket, I can't serve. I can't do my work in the world. I can't love other people. I can't even be available Mm. if I'm not resourced, if I'm not eating enough saturated fat and butter, right? To keep my brain working. Mm. 
if I'm not staying off of that junk food, so I'm not like jacked up on caffeine and sugar and wigging out on people, <laughs> right? If I don't sit around and do my prayer and my meditation and my grounding, however you want to do it, whatever serves you every day, I can't be available to assist my clients, my students, anyone who can hear me. So I really, you know, it's the old adage, mm. you're in an airplane, put on your mask first. <laughs> right. You got to do it. <laughs> You've got to do it. If everyone were to really kind like really take care of this body, what does your body need? What does your mind need? What do your emotions need? What do you need to be well this year? What do you need? Then you'll have enough to give. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful words, Monica. I think that's, you know, the, that's just what I needed to hear myself today. So, and I, and I'm, and I, and I hope people out there love those words as well. So, so, so great. Um, if you had the opportunity to travel back in time, say 40 years or so, what words of wisdom would your current self share with your younger self? <laughs> the same things I'm sharing now. Because by the way, I'm over 40. So um, <laughs> what would I tell if my if I was an adult 40 years ago? I would say, I would say things like, yeah, um, love the earth, right? Uh, practice sustainable and regenerative agriculture. Um, what you eat matters. What what you eat eats mat matters, right? Um, yeah. Make sure to be out, get outside. Yeah, that's pretty much, you know, listen to your body. Mm. Listen to your body. That would be really good if I, yeah, you know, my root was a circuitous root. I mean, I had, you know, I was in the medical model and I had, you know, lots of sinus infections growing up and blah, 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 blah. I was, you know, doing everything that we did back then. But um, really, um, listen to your body. Um Take time to cook. Mm. Yeah. And, and be mindful of what you take in, in your eyes, in your mouth, in your ears. What are you allowing in? Yeah. Mm. That's what I would say. I would just say, you know, again, what you, what you eat matters, what you eat matters and what, and, and uh, you know, how you prepare it matters and, you know, how animals are raised matters. Yeah. Mm. That's what I would say. Beautiful. So Monica, people that want to learn more about you, maybe want to take a class or coaching or your book, where, where should people go to find more about you and your work? Sure. Great. So um, my website is simplybeingwell.com. Simplybeingwell.com. You can find everything that's going well. I don't even have my newest class up there, <laughs> but that's a good place to start. You can contact me. You can send me an email. You can see some of my books, my charts, my courses, my online courses, whatever. I also offer a free uh, Facebook Live every Tuesday uh, in my group called Ask the Gap Chef because Dr. Natasha dubbed me the Gap Chef about four years ago. So I'm the gap chef. Um, so people, anyone, they can join my group and they can ask anything I want for free, right? Access. I'm trying to get access, right? So on Tuesdays, 1130 mountain time, every week, every week, every week, 
if you're on Facebook. If you're not on Facebook, I also have a weekly online group called uh, Gaps Chat. We've been going for three years now. We're moving into our fourth year next year. And Gaps Chat meets on Thursdays uh, at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. And that is recorded where people can come. It's a monthly subscription. I think it's like 35 bucks, which is, you know, I think very well priced. Um, because And then they get to ask their questions of me, the Gap Chef. So you get real answers, clear answers. Someone who's very close to Dr. Natasha, meaning I teach with her for the certified Go- Gaps practitioner training, certified gaps coach training, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just trying to make myself available. And of course, I also work with clients, but I also offer classes. So right now we're doing this when we're doing it because I'm doing an eight week meat stock class, meat stock through the stages, which will become an online class for other people once it's finished. So, but simplybeingwell.com is where you find me. And um, I'm also on Celine River Press as a as a blogger so i write a lot of things for them too uh which you can always find me simply being well so that's great that's where you find me monica it's it's been a treat to be with you thank you so much for coming on today thank you so much for having me it's been real pleasure this has been great thank you for listening to the drew perlman show i hope you enjoyed today's episode in the words of mark twain 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the things you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, and catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, discover, and stay well, everyone.